right, I, I don't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed it, Pressure Points, with your two favorite hosts. I'm D, and this is Smooth Butt AJ. We're coming at you with Season 5, Episode 32, How to Make $10 Million Right Now. I think you know what we're going to talk about. Find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Points O Pressure. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Damn, that, no matter what, how my day's gone, hearing that intro music just I know. gets my rocks off. It just fucking <laughs> makes your wee-wee hard, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome. How's your, uh, how, how you doing? Uh, I have myself a vodka soda in oh, front yeah. of me. We, <laughs> we literally, literally just, just talked, talked about, about what we were going to do first. Yes. Okay, I, uh, so, uh, context for yeah. these. We bought them in. You bought them in. We... Me and my wife. Oh, I was like, I didn't the royal buy weed. Any of these. We bought these in uh, the Idaho, okay. which, despite having rampant uh, racism, has slightly higher alcohol. Has much percentage. better liquor laws. Much better liquor laws, despite being a much worse state in they, every way. They may be more racist, but at least they have liquor to cope. Yep. And so my wife was like, oh, you know, canned cocktails. Let's try a few. And we tried these ones. Ten Barrel Brewing Co. That was mine. It yeah. just opened. I just barely opened it for so the first time. I have Blood Orange Vodka Soda. You have... I was given Lemongrass lemon lime, lime, which sounds like you gave me the B-movie version of yours. So let, let me tell you about these. <laughs> we cracked these open when we got home, and they came with a Moscow Mule. That was pretty good, actually. Surprisingly okay. good. And I tried... Basically one of each in the box, because <laughs> why not? And I don't want to, like, set you up or, like, you know, alter what you're going to think about the, these drinks. Uh, My guess, I'm guessing that it's going to be, like, a LaCroix that's spicy. A spicy LaCroix? Yeah. Let's give it a, let's give it a taste. They're 7%, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's really not good. Yeah, that is terrible. There's like no sugar, mm -hmm. no sweetness at all. Here, try the uh, blood orange. Here, you know, you think of blood orange, you got try, citrus. Try what tasted like <laughs> freshly cut grass, but not good freshly cut grass. Freshly cut grass from the, the meth house down the road. Yeah, this is freshly cut grass, but yeah. they, that one's they way only better. have a little bit of grass. It's still trash. After having this one first and then having the yeah, blood let, orange, let I'm, go like, back. I'm like, ooh, that's good. That's oh, we're good. supposed to make slurp noises. Let me go back. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. That is way better than that one. Yeah, it's this one fucking sucks. Horrible. It's like a LaCroix, but less staticky. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a LaCroix, but if you aggressively poured it into a glass with ice. Yeah, you, if you stirred it. <laughs> yeah. If you stirred yeah. the bubbles down a little bit. Wow, That's that is atro atrocious. And so, we were really pissed off because the other cocktail, it's not a vodka soda. It's called something else. I don't remember. But it's made of grapefruit. And you oh, can't. Okay. You that should. sounds awful. Here, medical advice of the week. If you're on any medications, do not take grapefruit. Like, if you're on birth control, it makes it not work. 
Damn. If you have like antidepressants, they don't work as well. Heart medicine doesn't work as well. Do not take, <laughs> do not consume anything with grapefruit Jesus. in it if you take prescription medications. Um, so we do have to drink this by the end of this episode. Okay, I will at one point just drink a fuck just ton all of it, it to get yeah. it out of the way. Does Same. anybody have a screwdriver in here so I can just pop the bottom and yeah, just shotgun, shotgun that it? Shit. Hell yeah! Oh, so how was your week? Oh, you know it wasn't too bad. I uh, <clears throat> so we've been doing Spooktober, but we're starting in Spooktember. Nice, he's doing it. He, Ugh. I, you know how few times I've actually seen you physically recoil. Yeah, that, was that bad. is. Intense, especially when something's going into my mouth. That yeah. generally doesn't happen. Usually, that's pleasurable. Yeah, that's that's linked to the pleasure center in your brain. <laughs> this is my coping mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> so we watch. We've been watching. You know the classics. We talked yeah. about that earlier, right? Have we talked about that? Uh, I show? think so. That we watched. Um, so my girlfriend has no previous history with horror movies. Her parents just didn't do it suck yeah i mean they're cool they're cooler than mine but uh yeah they just were like oh horror nah fuck that that's for the pores yeah <laughs> yeah right uh and so we showed her like evil dead one and two we still need to watch army of darkness mm-hmm. um the original alien but yeah we've talked about it before yeah so last friday we watched hellraiser which no one had seen except for me i like it my wife was like uh, it was kind of dumb it's I weird it. as fuck i love weird as shit yeah. stuff so after the movie, in, under suggested movies, we came across Mad God. Oh, yeah. Which is by uh, Phil Tippett. It, no, like, that was before. That was when we was were that looking before? for something, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we watched the trailer, and it... Bruh. I need to watch it. It's so good. When maybe, you when you're ready, I'll, watch I'll give tonight. you the sign-in. I'm pretty Be- sure... Don't I just have access to it with Prime? No, you gotta pay. Oh, okay. So I'll give you my Shutter account. Yeah. <laughs> but it is so good. Obviously, I'm not going to okay. you know say anything at all, but it's stop motion. It's technically anime because oh. it's an animated movie, so that's anime. Hot. Uh, no music in it, so it's not a musical. But Titties? Yes, many. Fucking nice. Stop motion boobies. Sign me oh, the yeah. fuck up. Uh, there's, there's a lot of shit like... It's the kind of movie that you can watch a million times because there's a, so much shit happening on the screen all oh, at once. Oh, yeah. Like, like it's very it, intricate and detailed. Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, I don't remember what it's called. There's a, it's like an I Spy book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can always go back and read them. Yep. I still, still reading those books. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still on the second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just restarted Yo, I, the first. I fucked hardcore with those books. Oh, when hell I was yeah. A kid. The Halloween one was the best. No, that was, I Spy was the poor people's Where's Waldo. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> In fact, growing up, my sister's going to text me about this later when she hears this. We played a game on the computer on our old, like, Yeah, Windows the I Spy game. Yeah. And, it, and it had the skeleton. And it's like, yeah. uh, enter the manor now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Click. I love to My enter your name and it would put your game. name on the gate of the mm-hmm. mansion. It was badass. Yeah, the Halloween, the Halloween I Spy was the coolest one. That was the coolest one. I liked some of the. There was one where it was just like huge. I forgot what they're called. We always got those I Spy games from the library. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> they had like these. Fuck what the dioramas, and you were I Spy in a diorama. Of like a mountain scene uh-huh. or 
a miniature city. And it's all train. made with like toys and shit. Yeah. Super, super cool. fucking cool. Yeah, toys and garbage. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's why and that's why it's so cheap. That's why it's so good for the poor. I'm pretty sure they like made us. those books in the back of a goodwill. Yeah, they <laughs> like just one hundred percent. Yeah, it had the fucking the fluorescent lights. There's definitely a butt plug somewhere in somewhere one of those in one books. of those books. I'm sure they called it a that's, Christmas that's ornament. That's the thing to spy. That's the thing to find. That's that's the uh, under the you know yeah. under the level. Yeah. I spy. That's, that's the if you know you. That's know. the secret game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find the butt plug. Find the sex toy in the I Spy games. Mm-hmm. In the I Spy books. Those books were cool as hell. Those are cool. Uh, yeah. So also when we were setting up to record, <clears throat> I I said to D, hey, do you want to get the uh, the little icon, the show art before or after? And he just says, uh, get a. Get a picture. Type in painting, and I knew exactly <laughs> yeah. what it was. Didn't even have to type it in. I know exactly what this ep- this episode is about. Okay. So let's get into it because yeah. I'm I'm ready. I'm yeah. I've been blue balling. Sick blue balling for this episode. Fuck my week, but yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. get into. You literally just this. told me you did yeah. nothing this I, weekend and not talk. About I uh, <laughs> I instead of only taking one day off of work, um, I took two days off. Nice. Of work. A dog down here. Yeah, we got a, a special guest in the studio. Uh oh. Um, but yeah, it's. Here, let me go. I'll go pick her up. Fill okay. the time. Okay. So uh, since you're just talking to me, let's talk about Mad God. It's weird as shit. It's totally worth it. Like, it's on Shutter. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm sure you can find it for free on the internet. If you like weird artsy fartsy shit, please, you'll like it. Um. It's about hell. That's all I got, really. Are you, are you back? Please, I can't fill time. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I can't small talk. You got the co-host? Yeah, I got the fucking... The co-host is here. Nice. She's going to be bumping into this a bunch. That's okay. okay. So, uh, let me get my shit all worked back out. Okay. That so. that's okay. There was uh, it <laughs> yeah. sounded weird. I, I took my headset off and turned off the uh, the active, uh, noise, the active noise canceling, and it makes it sound weird on my it side. Does. I was like, why do I sound like I'm underwater now? Strange as okay. hell. Okay, so um, Isabella Stewart Gardner's father who's, passed, but who's uh, Isabella? I'll Stewart get Gardner. I'll get okay. to it. Uh, <laughs> he passed away in 1891, and Isabella came into a fucking shitload of cash, right? Oh, hell uh, yeah. Rich daddy? So, yeah. Her, she basically was just like daughter of a rich man before that. Once she got all of his money, she became, literally became a philanthropist with the amount of cash that she came Hell upon. yeah. That's the way to do it. So, uh, as soon as dad died, she gets all this money and she reaches out to a guy named Bernard Berenson and she begins collecting art. Because you're, when you're rich as fucking, you don't know what to do with money. You got art. Why not just get a fucking mass of of uh, paintings? Uh, what what's it called? What's assets? Literally, what yeah, you yeah. can use as as wealth. It's insane. Things and that disgusting. hold yeah. hold and maintain wealth. Yeah, and grow. Like it's such <laughs> a stupid fucking investment, but it's 
worthwhile if you can afford a ten million dollar yeah. fucking painting. If you can afford a ten million dollar painting, there's a really good chance that it will be worth shit, ten million dollars like, plus inflation, doubles plus a little bit in, more. It like doubles yeah. in ten years. It is insane. Stupid. So, uh, she's between eighteen ninety and eighteen and nineteen hundred. A lot of death in Isabella's life. Um, so in, she's murdering yeah, off her family yeah, one right. by one to get their money. Um, so before her husband's death in 1898, uh, they acquired over 70 pieces of art. So in seven years, she's just picking shit up like crazy. He probably died of a stroke due to the amount of money that she was fucking spending. Did, um, they, did she say why? Why he died? No, why... She decided to start she collecting decided art. To start collecting art. Just it was like, just one of the things that she liked. Just like she's she's well, just I guess fucking, I'm rich, so let's do this. Yeah, I mean, her dad's always been fucking rich. She grows up in a rich household. It's the late 1800s. Oh yeah, I guess you can't just like art. The art world is fucking booming. Well, like you think about it, like nowadays we have instant access to unlimited artists' pieces on our phones. Yeah. So back back then, that's much more of a rarity to actually well, see cool shit. And I mean, on top of that, you're able to like move art between and overseas and go see museums overseas a hell of a lot easier in the late 1800s than you were in like 1850 because of the invention of steam powered fucking like boats, steamboats and shit. You're able to get overseas a hell of a lot faster. Mm-hmm. They have these huge ass ships that can accommodate your stay unsinkable ships yeah and you're not unfortunately as awful as it sounds riding a slave ship over to the UK like it's yeah. fucked but that I mean it's the it's They're the turn of the century now. man it's it's taking off and rich people are like oh this is my shit so uh yeah, she gets 70 pieces of art over seven years. Her husband dies, but he was also, like, really cool with art. So uh, after his death, she reaches out to, um, I think she works in tandem with uh, Bernard and one other guy in Boston, and they build uh, an art museum, what her and her husband always wanted to do. So... They build this art museum, and it takes like three years to build it, and it opens in 1903, so two years after it's done being built, they keep buying fucking art for two more years, and they curate this whole place to look as perfect and pristine as Isabella wants it. Like, she designs how all the art is put up, and she, like, she just does it everything that she and wants the with the place yeah it's just so you don't get that anymore now <laughs> right. I, hate, I hate i fucking hate that oh, phrase God. so yeah they put all this shit up and in 1903 they open their doors and they have the boston symphony performing while people are like Damn. basically partying at the opening they're serving donuts and champagne that's classy as Bug. Like what a fucking combination! That's I want that. Yeah, that appeals to my sense. I like to think that the donut a, holes were big enough and the champagne glasses were thin enough that you just thump. Yeah, you you stack yeah. them. And then it was you eat it was off. just yeah. a, it was the times. Man. Well, they had to fit the donuts to to fit the dick. Yeah, yeah. Thump. <laughs> thump, thump, thump. But yeah, that that really that really as a 
lower middle class white male. That really appeals yeah. to my fantasy. I'm like donuts, donuts and champagne. Yeah. But I also think donuts at that time were like this new thing. It's like oh, it's the French food. Yeah, oh, it's it's basically like what shit. cupcakes are now for rich people. Rich people are like oh yeah, they get oh, boners over fancy cupcakes, big cookies like. Cookies, who gives a fuck? I think that that's kind of no, what no. it was. Now, now they're getting into things that, that look like they're not cakes, but they are cakes. Yeah, right? <laughs> they're like, I would like a, a human man that moves, but half of him is cake and the other half is flesh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's weird. I want I want a man who's amputated from the waist down, but I want you to make legs out of cake for him. It's Perfect. Um, but yeah, I think donuts were one of those like, oh, look at this new fun Fun food, pinky out kind of bullshit. Ah. Um, oh, it's not a bagel. It's sweet. It <laughs> goes with, with fucking champagne. Fuck them. I don't care. Yeah, so, they're, they're still rich bitches. <laughs> yeah. So the next 19 years, this place is fucking popping. They're throwing parties all the time. I mean, everyone, this is like getting into the roaring 20s. Yeah, it's during fucking World War One, but this <laughs> yeah. is the, U, like, the northeastern U.S. during oh, yeah, the they don't give a fuck. This is like the rich people of. These are people who have seventy pieces of fucking art up in a museum that they built for their own art. Yeah, that they charge people like, to come the, in and the see. The entire structure is masturbatory. Yeah, this is yeah. Their World War One didn't affect these people. Yeah, not so. Either. In 1924, Isabella dies, and I know it's quick. Boom, she's dead. Boom, boom. 24? Yeah, 1924, she dies. Okay, so she got to live through the Spanish flu, mm -hmm. but not see alcohol be legalized again. Oh, that's exactly. so sad. Nah, fuck her. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, uh, she's a rich bitch. She probably oh, she was drinking the whole time. Just wait. You're going to love this bitch. So in 1924, she After dies. After she's dead? Her, okay. her dying will leaves $1 million to the museum. So in the 1920s, I think that comes out to like, uh, I think they did the the conversion and it was like $3 million in 1990. So probably $12 million now. Yeah. Uh, uh, compared to <laughs> two years ago and now, yeah. Now I think it's around like eight, like five to $8 million now. It's not bad. So she leaves a lot of money for this museum. Um, and she requires that her collection be permanently exhibited, and I quote, for the education and enjoyment of the public forever. Of the public, but yeah. you have to you charge yeah, to go in there. Charge to get so in. it's not However, really for the public, it's for people who can afford it. Here's the big it's not even fine print. It <laughs> it's is bigger. It's, it's it it's says P bigger print. And it's bigger print. <laughs> yeah. And it says it this the will outlines that the final design, layout, aesthetic vision, and intent remain the same forever. So I actually love that. That's yeah, badass. You love it until you realize that this museum cannot purchase more art. They cannot sell any art. They cannot redecorate anything. Well, Nothing if, if can be can changed. No. If no. It, yeah, you can preserve the same aesthetic while updating it. Not in this will. It's the same design, layout, aesthetic vision, and intent. Yeah, you that can't, sounds great. You can't change anything and be like, oh, this was her vision, because she's fucking dead. Nah, you Nothing could. can you change. You can change. You can throw away the doilies. Yeah, Nobody right? gives a shit I about wish. doilies. I wish. But no, these I, are all I, other I fucking directors. I fucking love that. I love buildings that are time uh, capsules. This one is a fucking rich piece of shit time capsule. Fuck them. Well, yeah. 
but it still looks cool. Fuck that. I doubt it. Like, I don't think that it would look cool. I think it just look really fucking like 1900s rich scummy. Yeah, which looks super fucking cool. Mm, I don't. I'm not feeling it. Mm, I feel it. So she's got no. Uh, so this whole place is basically untouchable. Which includes security systems, I assume. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) For the most part, yeah. So in 1982, the FBI gets word that there is a planned heist. Wait, what year? 1982. Okay, so this thing's been the exact same for 60 years Yeah, at this point, yeah. Well, since her death-ish. Yeah, so 58 years, yeah. Um, Okay. So there's a planned heist on this place, which is now worth... Six hundred million dollars in art. Yeah. So fuck them. I don't give a shit what your vision is. Six hundred million dollars in art is fucking disgusting. It should all just burn anyway. Uh digitize it, then burn it. Yeah, fuck them, dude. Six hundred million dollars in art. Get the fuck out of here. I hate how pretentious the art community is, which is why I'm like, fuck that whole design shit. Because the so because this place has been around for so long and because nothing can change about it, they are constantly losing more and more patrons. People aren't coming well, yeah. in. Yeah, why would you want to go there every weekend? If, yeah. Like, the like, bitch who was throwing the party and giving you donuts on your dong <laughs> is dead. Like, why would you go well, back? Well, on top of that, nothing's new. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You go, you can't see any new fucking artwork. She was the only Because change. she's a pretentious bitch that's like, uh... You're not putting fucking artwork up in my fucking coffin. Despite the basically. fact that I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking ridiculous. I, I love it. And so now it's yeah, it's a time capsule that's just swallowing fucking money. Like hey, that hey, that's fine. It's not my money. <laughs> right. So they are struggling money wise. And when the FBI approaches them and says, Hey, there's a planned heist, they look around and they're like we basically only have security guards, and at that, security is paid minimum wage. That's how fucking bad everything is for this, Ooh. because legally, they can't change anything. So, Ooh. yeah, that like it, it wouldn't be so bad if it was just like she, she basically wrote a letter and was like, hey, this. But the fact that she has it fucking notarized in her will and is like, my aesthetic vision can't change. Fuck you, Isabella. You stupid I love bitch. It. I love it. The, so, the fucking it's turn so of the century. Fucking petty. Breeded the most pretentious fucking bitches. I love it. It's it's just such a cunty little thing to do to say. My vision is going to be profitable forever. Like not not even that, but it's just completely discounting the fact they're living at the turn of the century through through the industrial revolution. To not say, oh, things are going to change. Yeah. Technology is going to expand. Like, are they... St- it's, it's so, so fucking self-centered. Like, yeah, you have to I use it. original Edison bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> and your electricity bill it is, is going to be fucking immense. Stupid. So uh, If the boiler blows up, <laughs> just weld it back together. <laughs> just breathe on it heavily. Uh, uh, it's so, like... It's just know, unrealistic. There's, there's so many, like... When people are trying to build houses or businesses and things, they're trying to future-proof it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. technology changes, you need to be able to build a structure that can adapt to that change. So a lot of buildings have easily accessible like wiring systems. If they have a smart home system, it's very accessible. Because shit's going to change. Yeah. It's just, for me, it's like it wouldn't be so bad if she had just said, hey, 
the one floor that is my favorite floor, leave it. And or like, yeah, this all design, wing, call like it the Isabella my, in, wing. In her later years, she's, yeah, the Isabella wing, and she puts all of her art in there, designs how she wants to do all of it. And then, yeah, you can display her the pieces that don't fit in on other yeah. levels, and you can bring in other artists that are featured by the fucking Gardner Museum in Boston, which would be phenomenal for an artist. It would knock people's socks off if this place that is worth $600 million in art pieces says, hey, we want to put your stuff up on our top floor. Well, here's the thing. It would be great. She, she just didn't want them to have to pay for a curator because yeah, she was the curator. Yeah, right? She's like, my fucking She's museum like, is, is not going to be curated by anyone but me, bitch. Right? So, so, you know, I guess they save money that way. Yeah, you don't right? need a curator if you're not buying and selling art. <laughs> God, no kidding. Uh, so... The FBI is like, you guys got to do something because we're not gonna help. Like, <laughs> you're you're being targeted. So the other th like, so they take a look at their security protocols. Like, but they, what are security protocols? Here's the other thing: they can't afford insurance right now on all those paintings. Oh, this shit. is how bad this is how bad that museum was failing. Is Damn. because they can't afford insurance on their six hundred million dollars worth of paintings. Because guess who wasn't smart enough to take that into account in nineteen twenty four. So all they can afford, and this is like this is disgusting. When you hear it, you're like, "Bruh, six hundred million dollars is being protected by sixty infrared sensors." So basically what turns on lights in yeah, all sensor. offices now and a couple of CCTV cameras outside on the perimeter. There are no cameras inside. Yeah, because they can't change it. They can't. Well, I mean, they can put them in, but they go, we worry that it might affect like the climate control systems that we have inside right now. Which are probably the original. <laughs> right, really, though. The climate and... control system is one dude with a, a, an ice box and a little fire <laughs> a and fan. a fan. Uh, and so implementing that and then changing their systems is just impossible to afford right now. Well, yeah, like, if I were this, this uh, you know, if I was in charge of this uh, museum, or I guess it's like a museum now, you know, this gallery... And I was like, okay, we're going to be robbed. I would say, oh, I'm not going to change anything because we got insurance. Not my problem. Doesn't matter. You don't to have me. insurance. Yeah. But if they don't have insurance, they can't even afford their fucking they insurance. They can't get a sec like they're paying security guards minimum wage in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, like, as far as I understand, it was like right around $3 an hour. And this is in Boston, so maybe it was like 5 Damn. Because it was a bigger city. Yeah. Fucked. And yeah, no, and, and the was, CCTV is only on the outside. Yeah, it was even, and it's two, two cameras on the outside is all they're able to afford. Just yeah, two? I'm not even kidding. So, it was I, even I proposed. Up, like, fish wire. Yeah. It like, was even trip, fucking trip proposed to pay se the security team more and to make that a priority because- Anything higher than minimum wage is going to draw in people with better experience at security. And they're like, we can't do that. And it was just out of the question. And this is in 1986 when that idea was proposed. Four years after the FBI came to them. They've been trying. 
No, the FBI came to him in 1982. Oh, I thought you said 84. My uh, bad. And so they can't even, like, over four years, they're like, we can't really fucking afford well, to change our security. Well, they were probably in a worse place yeah. by then. Yeah, seriously. So in 1990, St. Patrick's Day, and Rick Abbott and Randy Heston. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Randy Heston, uh, they're both in their early 20s. And they're starting their night shifts. Uh, Rick, I think, is like 23 and Randy's 25. As a security guard? As security guards. This, tonight, is Rick's first night on the night shift. Ooh. Yeah, right? So uh, when they would do their rounds, they'd basically just walk around with uh, like a flashlight and take a look to make sure nobody's in there. They would like push the doors to make sure that they didn't open. And, like, they would basically activate all of the infrared sensors to make sure that all of them are working. Um, for some reason, Rick decided tonight was a grand idea to, instead of just, like, pushing on the door, which wasn't even standard, he, like, opens the side door, looks outside, closes the side door, and he's like, okay, cool, it's locked. Totally not normal thing for any of the security guards to do. Okay, um, so, yeah, I, I know why it's his first night. Yeah, <laughs> right? Uh, so around 12.30 a.m., um, after after all this is going on, 12.30 a.m., a car with two police officers pulls up outside, and it's about 100 feet from the entrance of the museum. Um, the fire alarm has gone off previously, and Rick went and fucking deactivated it, probably because he pushed the fucking door open after hours. <laughs> it uh, was a fire escape door. But it's kind of standard for all of the police to be really tense on St. Patrick's Day in Boston. Like, this is a big fucking holiday. Yeah, I know. These are so bad. They taste like Alka-Seltzer, but worse. <laughs> God. So an hour later... They're salty. Yeah, they're disgusting. Um, an hour later... The car with the two officers pulls pulls to the side door of the museum. Officers get out, and they just start banging on the door, saying they received reports of a disturbance. Which makes sense. The fire alarm has gone off. It's St. Patrick's Day. There's probably somebody fucking around out there. And so Rick and Randy buzz them in. Officers come inside, and they, like, just like another fucking night. These, these officers come in. They're like, hey... Heard about a disturbance. What the fuck's going on? Did you guys, like, is there anything going on over here? And they're like, no, nothing. Like, we set off the fire alarm by accident. Sorry about that. We didn't see any fires or anything, though. That was our bad. And one of the officers turns to Rick, and he says, you look familiar. Ooh. And Rick goes, excuse me? And he says, there's a warrant out for your arrest, isn't there? And Rick's like, wow, what? No. Oh, shit. So the officer comes over, turns Rick around, puts him up against the wall, handcuffs him. Puts him, him right into yeah, a painting. Puts puts him face first through a painting, a $10 million painting. <laughs> yeah. uh, puts him up against the wall, handcuffs him. And Randy notes, one, uh, excuse me, Randy notes, one, that uh, Rick was never frisked, and that one of the officer's mustaches looked really weird. Oh, uh, shit. And I knew it. when he brings it up, he gets handcuffed, too. 
and they're both put up against the wall, face Wait, first so into the wall. Says, hey, why didn't you frisk that guy? Pretty much. What's yeah. up with your mustache, bro? And then he gets handcuffed. And then he gets handcuffed. Yeah, you don't fuck with a cop's mustache, apparently. No, apparently. They're mad because they weren't around in 1903 to receive donuts. And which is the most Agne. fucking Boston thing in the world <laughs> is that they're like, yo. You know what we should do for the fucking opening? We should have champagne because it's fancy, and we'll order some Dunkin' Donuts for dun- from down the fucking street. Dunkin'. Like I, they were walking here. It's just such a Boston <laughs> fucking thing. So oh, Jesus, he gets cuffed too. Rick and Randy are in a bad spot. Wait, okay. Yeah, go Hold for on. it. Hold on, I just need to to think this out. So, police are public servants. They operate on public property. And they are allowed to enforce laws on private property if they have to, essentially. If you are, you know, in distress or danger or anything like that, then they can enter your home. Otherwise, they need permission. This is a private property building. They, they buzz them in. The guy's banged on the yeah, cops that, banged that on the door. Still doesn't mean they that buzz they can just in. arrest them. I know. Or, in like, handcuff them as, I mean, yeah, I know what's going on with them. But as cops, yeah. the warrant thing... Yeah, they can do that because they're like, we need to check this out. But mm-hmm. him just saying, what what's going on here? Hey, what's up with your That's what's up with your mustache? There's something going click, wrong. Click. Now Randy's under arrest too. There Grand. might there might be something. Yeah, something's not sitting right. Not not right with these two yeah. alleged officers. Mm-hmm. Especially because Rick is like, why the fuck would I have a warrant out for my arrest? So, with their faces to the wall, their hands cuffed behind their backs. They're suddenly told what's about to happen. Bullet to the back of the head. No nope. cold barrel. Cold no, steel. no guns ah. come out. Uh, they're told that they're going to be tied up, and that the men are going to take as much artwork as possible. And Hell that yeah. they say, uh, "We know where you guys live, and if you stay silent about this ordeal for a year, we'll reward you with the money that we make from these paintings." How are they supposed to stay quiet for a year? I know. Wouldn't people be notice? <laughs> oh, I I spent ten dollars to get in here two weeks ago. This and is I coming came back from and... this is coming from a guy who has a fucking piss poor mustache. Yeah, is, I guess this is from with his who cop outfit. Up their like, yeah. come on. So yeah, they say you'll receive a reward. All right, and hey, they could just uncuff me. I'll help them. So they put duct tape over their fucking wage. eyes. Ow. Like they basically put duct tape over their whole fucking face. There's a picture of uh, Rick, who he has this big beard and he's got long curly hair. Doesn't look like a security guard. It's hilarious, and he's just got duct tape around his head, like from here, his just above his eyebrows, pretty much down to like his mouth. He's duct taped. How up. is how are they supposed to stay quiet about that? When they are found duct taped. Yeah, I know, right? What because the maybe fuck? they'll let them out. Maybe they'll fucking cut yeah, it off as they, they leave. Yeah, I don't know. So, maybe well, they I know. They, you don't. They sat, they, they're driving away after this, and then one of them like, oh, sits upright. Shit. shit, we forgot to untie him. We left him in the fucking utility closet. Fuck. So, yeah, they put him in the utility room, uh, and they basically tie him, chain him up to the, the radiator, and they get to work. Uh, the first piece of art that they go to, there's a little device that's there. Um, that probably cost millions of fucking dollars in like the seventies that if you start to get too close to the painting that like your breath might give too much humidity and melt the paint off of it, it starts beeping 
<laughs> and so they walk up to this painting and the device is like beep, 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 beep. And these guys just fucking smash the shit out of it. The device? Yep. Oh, hell yeah. And so, like, these dudes aren't really professionals at no, this point. No, not at all. Like, and, I mean, it, it's taken them, what, eight years to plan this? Like, right. They're, I could I could probably come up with this on a drunken <laughs> oh, for weekend. Real. Uh, so the device in front of the paintings, useless. Like, they just fucking destroy this thing. And they take paintings, and mind you, I don't like the pretentious art world, but I do respect art. Yeah. Like, I get it. These guys are taking, like, these big paintings off the walls and, like, we can't fit these fucking frames in our back seat. So they throw them on the floor. To shatter the To break frames. the frame. It doesn't work. No, they're fucking strong. And so these paintings just land on the floor. Boom, boom, boom. And they're like, okay, never mind. We got this. We'll just cut it out of the frame with That's a That's exactly razor. what they do. I fucking knew it. <laughs> they I they knew cut it. along the edge. They cut the paintings out. They leave the frames there. The frames aren't even really all that busted up or anything. Oh, but that, oh, that's destroying. It's because imagine oh trying to take away all the fucking, like, uh, what is it that they have? Like the wiring to hold the the painting taut behind the frame. Mm. Like, these guys are idiots. That would take for fucking ever. So yeah, no. with the instead of turning it around and cutting those fucking wires, they just have the frame facing them and... <laughs> I, I swear I've seen that in a movie. Or and something. just fucking roll them up. I'm yeah, pretty sure I'm up. pretty sure they have it in a few different movies. That's fantastic. Um, oh, that's what Nick Cage did with the in, the Declaration of Independence. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, he cut it out of the frame. <laughs> God. So, yeah, they're rolling them up and they're just fucking tossing them off to the side, painting after painting after painting. Um, they try taking one. They take it off the wall. They're like, "Hey, cool, we'll cut out its frame." The painting was on wood. And so they basically are like, Why okay. Is it on printer paper? So instead of putting it back up on the wall, they take it to the security office, like the security leads office, the security director's office, and just lean it up against the fucking table. Incognito. <laughs> yeah. They're really incognito. Um, they attempt to take in a uh, Napoleonic flag, which kind of looks pretty sick. Um, and they're like unscrewing it from its little frame and like. Set up. Let me guess. And then one of them trips off the ladder and tears it off. The no, uh, <laughs> they get they get halfway through or not even halfway through. They take a bunch of the screws out and they're like, this shit is taking way too fucking long. So they look at it and they're like, there's a golden eagle. Uh, what are they fucking called? I have it in here. Uh, they they take the finial at the top oh, of the yeah, flagpole, yeah. like the little e golden eagle like. <laughs> symbol or whatever the fuck finial they just take that off and they're like we'll take this yeah this will work that's fine oh um, my god is this mo and curly like trying much. to pay bail for the third guy yeah. uh so they also go into what's called the blue room um and they stole an additional piece but the museum detectors didn't pick anything up the last recorded entry into that room is from rick that night during his walkthroughs yeah which really confused the FBI when they came in with questions. So, uh, they check on the guards before they leave. 
They don't fucking untie them. They just leave them tied up. They're like, whatever. Like, we've left paintings all over the place. Who gives a shit? We've looted this place. Um, do you want a breakdown of everything that they took? I do. Okay, give me a sec. If you have it. Yeah. Uh, so, these guys take just a bunch of haphazard shit. Like... The thing is... Yeah, I feel like for eight years of planning, there wasn't very much planning. No, no. There wasn't. And on top of that, like, they didn't... um, They didn't really take, like, the most expensive things. And a lot of people for a long time thought that the things that were taken were really specific for a reason. I don't think that's the case. Like a conspiracy theory? Like like, they're, like... It oh, was it was this for this the reason. idea is that like yeah there's there's some some guy that wants Isabella's art and he's willing to pay top fucking dollar for it and so he hires these two guys that are art geniuses and they go out and get exactly the pieces that he wants the pieces mm, that they stole that... were the the uh concert by Vermeer the storm on the sea of Galilee by Rembrandt a lady and a gentleman in black by Rembrandt Damn. Uh, Landscape with Obelisk by Flink. Chez Tortoni by Manet. A Self-Portrait by Rembrandt, which... Uh, Damn, there's, that's some big names. Yeah, the, the one that they were trying to take was a Self-Portrait by Rembrandt that was on wood. And that didn't work, so they grabbed the smaller the Self-Portrait. <clears throat> that's literally like, they say that it is post, post, like, like fucking, post-it note size? Not post-it note size, like, like a postmark size. Like, it is... Oh, shit. It is less than a square foot size. Damn. This shit is tiny. Yeah, it's like I would have grabbed that one. It's basically a like a, a three-by-three self-portrait, and it's done in pencil. It's actually really immaculate when you think about it, but... Until it was cut out of its frame. And yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, this, thing, on the floor. this thing's tiny, so they just fucking put it in their pocket. They, they accidentally used it as toilet paper. Uh, the, uh, Someone ate see. it. There's a bite out of it really for some dumb. reason. He just held it in his mouth. So, uh, La Sortie de Passage by Degas. Uh, there are like one, two, three, four other drawings by Degas. An ancient Degas? Chinese Degas? goo, which is like a, it's like a little vase. That's bigger at the top than it is at the bottom. And the French Imperial Eagle finial. These are the items that are taken. Um, and like I said, they they fucking check on the guards and get out of there. But not before they take all of the security tapes. Okay. Which okay. was two. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was gonna say. And they take they actually take the data printouts for the motion detecting equipment. Which is oh, yeah, kind of clever. This is, yeah. This is mostly pre-digital shit. Yeah, this is so all 1990. Everything's yeah. hard, hard data, so you can yeah. just take that shit. It's That's true. Awesome. Or at least you would think that it's all hard data, except for the fact that all the motion stuff is captured on a hard drive. Nice. Even better. Yeah. So they completely ignore that. So all of the information is kept on this fucking hard Dude, drive. If, if and was, that's uh, how they found out that... Rick was the last recorded in the blue room, which is why they're getting all of this activity all across the rest of the area. But something stolen from the blue room, uh, and Rick was the last one in there. So they're like, uh, "The fuck's going on here, Bucko?" Oh, and it was his first night. Is it two heists that happen at once that they didn't even plan? I don't know. Well, you'll have to stick around to find out. We'll have to stick around to find out. That's the worst. I love that. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, uh, but. I do. Oh my god! 
Yeah. Like you were, you know, you were setting up the scene, rich bitch. I did not think we would get like household name artists in this. Like, God damn. Literally. The, so the paintings at the time, uh, in 81 minutes, they took over $200 million worth of artwork. God they damn. took a third of this place's like. They would have taken value. more if they weren't on yeah. wood. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> or like, uh, take uh, too long to unscrew. Yeah, if both of them weren't fucking drunk, right? Yeah. So the or- next the next shift arrives and nobody's buzzing them in. These next guys show up and they're like, "All right, let's do this." Uh, they're tied why, up. Why isn't night shift buzzing us in? What the fuck's going on? So they call the security director who wakes up and he's like, what the fuck's going on? They're like, they're not buzzing us in. Nobody's here. And he's like, what the fuck? These minimum wage shithead employees. You paid them, bitch. Yeah, goes over and unlocks the door. Minimum wage, minimum work. Yeah, right? He goes into the security office and he sees this huge fucking painting in his office. It's been His, his office has been newly decorated Damn. with millions of dollars of artwork. It's great. And he finds the the two security guards in the basement who have at this point been tied up and they've had duct tape over their eyes for like five hours in the basement. That shit sucks. Yeah, that fucking blows. Yeah. So uh, they find Rick and Randy just in- Just chilling. Just in misery. Playing, playing yeah, just, 20 questions. Just hanging out, sweating out I their spy. fucking eyeballs. Um, and they find them tied up in the basement and they fucking call the police. Um, so the very people who perpetrated this. No, how dare they? So, since Isabella requested that nothing be moved, like yeah, it's a it's a crime scene and everything. But after they picked every like after, I think their uh, statute of limitations was four years on this or five years on this. So in 1995, nobody could actually be charged. For the fucking best of these. I shit you That's not. how short it is? Okay, we need to find the fucking museum. <laughs> is this museum still around? Is it still only have two CCTV? Uh, so after, after the FBI had fucking like just combed over the area, now if you go to the Gardner Museum in Boston, which I'm actually considering it now because this, oh, yeah, is, you're going. this is the funniest fucking fact that I've ever read, and it was what drew me to looking into this. Because Isabella's vision was to keep everything the way that it was, the paintings that were stolen, they put the frames back up, and it's just the fucking wall behind the frames. So when you're walking around this place, there are 13 fucking paintings that are just missing a painting. It's just a frame around the fucking back wall. Getting a print? Like, yeah. what the I know, I know. It's so fucking stupid. I'm no, like, the, I'm like, the if director I can... of that gallery is that's a yeah. middle finger to if, Isabella. If right this place there. costs like two dollars and fifty cents to get into, I will go take pictures and I will fucking tell everybody how stupid this place looks. Live there stream were, it on our Instagram. When I was when I was reading about it, there were people on Reddit that were like, "Oh my god, it's just like so crazy to see." And I'm like, "That sounds fucking that sounds stupid." Boring as hell. I I would laugh if I fucking walked in. There and I was like, why isn't there a painting on this okay, wall? I'm telling you right now, take it out of the pressure oh points my budget. God, dude, yeah. If you have the time okay. and you're in the area, take it out of the pressure points. I mean, points I budget, will be in the area. And I need you to live stream it to the Instagram. We'll see if I fucking can. Or or take some pictures or something, you know. Okay. Videotape. So, 
I'll, I'll put uh, a pressure point sticker on the bar <laughs> where it used to be uh, on every single one of them, those little Halloween stickers that all I made. 13. I'll just fucking throw one of those up. Uh, oh, speaking of which, if uh, if you are interested in a power or not PowerPoint sticker, in a pressure point <laughs> sticker that is Halloween themed, uh, let us know. I'll post I'll post the images for them this week. Uh you want a PowerPoint sticker. <laughs> That's uh, what PP stands for. It's all been a sham. Right. So we're on we are Microsoft. So yeah, this place looks fucking stupid as shit, just with like empty frames hanging on the walls now. Like I, I don't that. think that this is Isabella's original vision. Yeah, no. Fuckos. I didn't so no leads? No So the FBI is really confused as to why most of the art isn't taken as it would be more valuable than what was taken. And this is where those conspiracies start coming in. Like, who, who's an art collector who wanted those? Who would want those? So, instead of thinking these guys are fucking idiots, the FBI is like, I think we're dealing with somebody that has a specific taste in in like stealing art. So, they start looking into specific art thieves. And this has opened many a door for me because Ooh. now I have names of many different art thieves. So expect future art heists in the future. Hell yeah. Uh, so Rick is investigated not because he was an art thief, but because of his side door check. Because when they talk to Randy, Randy mentions that Rick does his side door check. And he even says if that was a regular thing during like his day shift the security director would have gotten up his ass about it and told him that needs to stop. You don't open the side door. And the FBI goes, was that a signal? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I <laughs> thought was. It's his first night. He opened the door. No, he was either making sure it's unlocked or it's a signal to go. Like, we're doing our sweep now. Come in an hour or. Yeah. Like 100 percent. Exactly. That was, that was him checking to see if the cop car was parked in the alley. Yeah. Like, so Randy. Randy points this out and just throws Rick under the bus. He's like, there's nice. a fucking warrant out for his arrest. Like, I don't even know who this guy is. Was um, there a warrant for no, his arrest? Damn no. it. That would have been better if I they wish. were just like. They're like, they oh, were, shit. It was a good instinct. Everything points at fucking Rick. No, it, it, they were actual cops dressed up like fake cops. Uh, no, it's actually, it's way fucking better than what you think. No, it was, it's a Japanese guy dressed up like a cop, right? Yeah, yeah. From, that, from the previous yeah, heist. This from, is the continuation. From the, uh the patreon heist that i oh was about. that patreon oh yeah. yeah yeah so if you're curious on another heist story go check that episode out every on, episode's on a heist episode yeah. on patreon. We, we will be releasing the next one within the next like week because yeah, september is week. going to be ending soon yes it'll be our third exclusive episode so if you want three episodes subscribe on patreon full length by full the length. way okay so uh, Rick and Randy both get investigated because it's the FBI. Yeah. They're the only two guys there. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, there's there's something they're going on. They're going to be investigated too. Like, yeah. The FBI ultimately determines that both members of the security team on that night shift are too incompetent to have done this. Oh hell yeah! Can you imagine being hell told by yeah. the FBI, you're like, you're too stupid. Oh to fuck, we're being this. investigated. Like, it's one thing to say. You're being investigated. That's stressful. But then imagine 
they come back and they're like, no, these guys didn't do it. And you're like, oh, thank God, thank God I've been what cleared. cleared me, yeah. And you're like reading the article. You're like, oh, hell yeah. Like, this is big, big news and shit. You read the article about you being cleared and it says the FBI ultimately determined that both members of security were too incompetent. And it's like, fuck, uh, I wish that I had just I was, been arrested for this. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to clip this out and bring it to the bar to get some pussy. Oh, uh, nope. Uh, no, you dumb anymore. as hell, bro. Just cut off that bottom part. Oh, Jesus. That's fantastic. So, so they were both too stupid to have been. Yeah, way too mm, dumb. I so the museum comes out and the FBI at this point has no fucking leads. It's been... It's I mean, been, well, didn't they have a lead eight years ago like yeah but they're working on looking into it but because I mean, i'll, they I'll have get into something it. i'll get into okay. it so the museum comes out and they're like the fbi hasn't caught anybody it's been three days if you have any information leading to the return of this art we will pay you one million dollars damn yeah. uh we will fucking sell the signed copy that Isabel we will sell Isabella's will and give you a million dollars so everyone is hyped the fuck up about this everyone's like I need info yeah I would start prowling the streets yeah I would become a night crawler <laughs> so in 1994 um, a letter is sent to the director of the hotel Anne Hawley and it says they're willing to negotiate terms to return the artwork but it requires immunity for everyone that's involved. Who who said this? This is an anonymous letter that's been sent. Oh. And it details... So they couldn't sell it. They got the art and were like, right. fuck, what, what do we do shit. now? So the details that they include in this letter are so specific to the case itself that weren't put in the press, like the names of the artwork that was taken, what time they showed up, how Rick and Randy were fucking duct tape over their eyes rather than just their fucking mouths. Even though they had super, already seen them. Super specific details. Okay, so somebody somebody yeah. wants immunity. So Anne gets this and she's like, okay, uh, this, is, this is fucking crazy. And the letter even says the art is being kept in a climate-controlled condition right now. Um, it's a trunk of a car. Yeah, right. It's it's. They have the AC on yeah, sometimes. Right. It's in a fucking toilet. <laughs> uh, it's it's in a fucking like. All they did was they bought a Walmart frame and put it in there. They're like climate controlled. Uh, so they request uh, that the letter requests that a coded article in the Boston Herald or Boston Globe, I forget, uh, be released within the next couple of days as a response. And then she does it. So Anne puts this coded response together. They put it in the Is the Anne working newspaper. with the cops now? Yeah, she's working with the FBI a little bit uh, because she's like, holy shit, we have news. And the FBI's like, oh, you have news, do you? So a few days later, after the article, like three days go by, and another letter is received. And it says... I can't help anymore. Uh, this is way too large of an investigation by the feds. And I need time to evaluate my options because originally it was like, Oh yeah, I'll be immune, but not when fucking $200 million worth of art is stolen. And the FBI has been looking into things since four or actually eight years before 
this even happen. Okay, so this is telling me that no, they did not get specific pieces of art for a specific no, collectors. This is they did not. They did not know. They, they just know not. art, art, art valuable. Yeah, art worth money. Go art, get money. Art worth much money. Yeah, take like they were they, take and put in trunk of car. Yeah, climate <laughs> control. Cut, cut out of frame. Yeah. Climate control, point fan at painting and spritz yeah. water. Just don't breathe on it. Uh, so she gets this letter that they're like, okay, actually, now that we've seen that the feds are looking into things. Never mind. I've got to evaluate my options. So Anne's like, I don't know how to send out a response, but it says like, I'll get back to you with my decision. Anne never hears back from anyone ever again. Damn. Which, like, imagine you're that close. You're that fucking close to getting it all back. All the stuff that wasn't insured. Damn the pre-9-11 U.S. Postal Service. (laughs) Pre-9-11 FBI. Son of a bitch. So uh, they reach out to uh, an art thief. Where the fuck? Sorry, my stuff is super out of order. Uh, uh, my notes do that sometimes. That's a pain in the ass. I'll, I'll I'll fill dead space. Yeah, you should. So they're idiots who don't know the value of paint of the paintings that they've stolen, or they've stolen such specific pieces that they know they can get money for. But later on, they send a letter and say, "No, no, we'll return it for immunity." So which either the deal fell through or. They did not have a dealer lined up already. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, and then people don't even, don't think that, okay, well, if you suddenly make $2 million, the IRS is going to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. E- even if it's all cash, the IRS is going to say- They're going to see money moving from somewhere to somewhere. They're going to, like, even if you pay in just cash, they're <laughs> going to see assets. They're going to be, okay, how the fuck did you get this new no. sports car- <laughs> How did you pay cash? And these guys aren't smart enough to avoid yeah. that. Yeah. How how did these how did you pay cash for a house that, you know, a million dollar house? Here's the thing though. This is 1990s Boston. And last week we talked about mobsters and gangsters and how prevalent they are in the northeast areas. Yeah. Money being moved around like that, that much. You have to, uh, in that area, You, I, I learned about this because money laundering is very interesting to me. Not because I would ever do it, but <laughs> I just think it's really interesting. <clears throat> you to, to launder that amount of money, you would have had to have like mob or mafia connections because they controlled the money laundering schemes. You could go to them and say, hey, I need to disappear $200 million. Yeah. And they'd say, okay, we'll give you back 180. Yeah. I mean, they'll Bam. clean your money. So because because the mob is so fucking prevalent, like this is Whitey Bulger time. Like this is during Whitey Bulger. I know you don't know like Boston Mafia shit. He is huge this is, for the fucking 90s. If you remember my episode, this is a, a year or two before they used the RICO Act to start bringing him down. Yeah. So this is like not quite peak, but... Still very, very, very I mean, powerful. this is this is big shit. Especially so, in Boston. Whitey Bulger is like the dawn of like the Boston mob. Damn. He is huge. And he comes out and he says, this was stolen on my turf. Oh, shit. So he says. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. So you can't do that shit. He says, 
Ooh. I'm I'm doing my own investigation. And the FBI is like, no, you're not. And he says, yeah, because I need tribute paid to me. Yeah, if that if two hundred million dollars is stole off of his turf, yeah, somebody's gonna fucking pay him. Damn, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that yeah. that makes so much yeah, sense. Dude. Like, ooh. so because he could have taken all of that at any point. Yeah. Like, so in 1982, uh, let me look at it. I think it was the Merlino gang or something. Yeah, the Merlino. Um, the, the the Merlin, they're fish. Yeah, Merlin gang. <laughs> They're they're yeah. D players. Uh, the Merlino gang is is the one that was investigated in 1982. Uh, there there was a leak that they were going to do that fucking heist. Oh, okay. So the FBI looks into the Merlino gang and they find a bunch of fucking people that are suspects. And they actually find um, well, let's see where is it. I think it got fucking deleted out of this. Um, oh damn. That let me sucks. let me pull it up and I'll just glance through it because I remember it. Um, yeah, because basically that entire <laughs> that entire gallery was a retirement for anybody in the mob. Like, yeah. if it's on if it's on their turf, they could take it whenever they want. If they got money problems, like that's so basically their yeah. asset. Oh yeah, if you think Absolutely. about it. Like, yeah. So uh, they look into Robert Guarante. Or Guarente and uh, Robert Gentile, because there's information that these two guys have kind of been up to some shit. Um, and Robert, or sorry, Guarente died in 2004 of cancer. Um, and they actually go interview his wife in like 2004. This has been ongoing for 14 years at this point. Even yeah. though it's past the statute of limitations. Yeah, because the, the museum wants their fucking art back. And the FBI is like, yeah, you could still potentially trace it and get yeah, it back. Yeah, and because it's become it a federal up. thing, you may not be tried in Boston yeah. for theft, but federally, with that federally, much money, yeah, you can still be fucking tried. I mean, they're looking at two fucking petty criminals, and they go, oh, hey, uh, statute of limitations is up after five years, and these two assholes start bragging about it. Guess where the FBI goes? And they're yeah. like, cool, now you're being federally charged, you dumb fuck. So they tried that old switcher. Yeah. So uh Guarente's wife talks about how she knows that he had some of those paintings in his possession. Really? She's like, I know he had some. Um, he's since passed, but shortly before, like when he first got word that he was getting cancer, I swear to God he gave him to Robert Gentile. Because he he was like, somebody needs to watch over these and, like, actually up keep the upkeep on them. Yeah, because, because this is, They're like, so hot now yeah, that This isn't something that you like, just you fucking sold... toss in your garage and yeah. you go, oh, you know, I'm going to die of cancer. Hopefully my fucking wife figures it out. No, no, not, not even that. It's like, at this point, they can't sell them, really, because they're so hot. They're so sought after that any collector would just say... FBI. Yeah. <laughs> I found them. Like, because they would get money for that. We found them, boys. Yeah, like, they're they're so hot, you basically got to wait for it to cool off before you can sell stolen goods. Like, that's a whole aspect of fencing. Uh, fencing as in the selling of sol uh, stolen goods, not sword fighting. <laughs> right. When you, when you, you know, steal the crown jewels, uh, you can't just sell them 
at a pawn shop. Mm. Like, yeah. you have to find a collector who's quiet, who will keep it quiet. And someone that's personal able to pay $10 million yeah. and for And somebody a who's not going to show it off. Yeah, exactly. Or if they do show it off, they're going to not or, turn you in. And if they do, they do it in, like, Russia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like A non-extraditable non-extra, country. So if I were, if these were the guys and I was one of them, yeah, 100%, we'd split up the art. Yeah. Maintain it. Well, it's not even split we... up. Guarante just gives Gentile everything well, now, that yeah, he's got. But up yeah. to that point, yeah. it had been split up, which is a smart thing. Maintain it on your own. Wait for them to close the case. Mm. Wait for it to cool off. And these paintings will be worth even yeah. more stolen art. Easy peasy. Like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but stolen art a hundred years after it's stolen is so valuable. Oh, yeah, it's niche as fuck. And that, that was discovered in like the 80s and 90s you know, art started to pop up where it's like, oh, they wrote about this painting and somebody found it. It's crazy shit. 300 it, years it, later and it's it does, worth so much more. All it does, yeah, is it just... It commoditizes it, yeah. it even more. So uh, the FBI is like, okay, then we'll reach out to Gentile. So they go talk to they go talk to Gentile and Gentile's like, I don't know anything about that. Like, yeah, because he's a good mobster. Yeah. So Gentile's like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And this was in 2010, I think, is when, like, they get enough information that they're like, okay, yeah, like, we'll go do all this. So 2010, they talk to Gentile. They put him on a fucking polygraph test. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he fucks up one of the questions, even though a polygraph test is, like, completely bullshit. It really is. Um, And he goes, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And they ask him a question about the um the widow uh guarante's widow they go like did she have any involvement in this and did she would she know that you have it and he's basically like she would but i don't and he's okay there like they're like okay he's not lying what the fuck so he just goes he walks out the door because they're like well it's inconclusive because it's a fucking polygraph polygraph. it doesn't can't hold up in court yeah so uh it's inconclusive. Gentile leaves, and two years later, they have been building a fucking case on him, and they bring him in for drug charges. Perfect. And because of the drug charges, they're like, we now have a warrant to search your home. They're not looking for drugs. No, no, they're looking so for they, paintings. So they kick in his door. But he wouldn't keep it at home. No. He'd keep it in a specialized huh. storage facility. I would think. So, oh, Jesus Christ. Is it in a toilet? No. Uh, God damn so, it. So they kick in his door. His son's there, and his son's like, yeah, fucking check everything. I don't know what the fuck this art is that you're talking about. They check everywhere. They go to his back shed, and they find a little hatch down on the floor. Badass. I want a shed hatch right? so bad. So they open up the hatch, and they go down, and they find this like little secret fucking cellar dig out. Like, it's like a, like a ditch, basically, that he's dug out down there. There's nothing in there. And they're like... Okay, well, what the fuck is this wow, about? This, so they this ask his painting-sized yeah, hole in right? the ground. So, so they ask his son. They're like, "Hey, what? Do you know anything about this ditch that's in the shed?" And the son goes, "No, like all I know is that it flooded like a while back, and my dad was fucking pissed about it." And so they're like, "Okay." So they go back to Gentile and they say, "Hey, we found your little ditch," and he's like, "Okay." And they're like, what's down there? And he goes, I don't know, a couple of small engines. They're like, why were you so mad when it flooded? And he's like, 
because I had small engines down there that got ruined by water. What the fuck do you think? The other thing is, uh, I don't think they disclose this information to him. They charge him with his, his fucking drug offense. He gets 30 months in prison. But they found a note with a detailed list of all of the taken pieces of art and the prices that you could get for it on the black market. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, because he's like, I don't, they ask him about it, and he goes, look, I'm a part of the mob. You guys fucking know that. And the only reason I have this is because a criminal acquaintance of mine and Guarentes had reached out, and I kind of acted as like a mediator between the two. So I found out all the prices for it. I was going to give it to the guy, but the guy's gone. So they're like, well, I mean, there's not really a lot of evidence that we can go off of based on this note. Just like I can have a fucking note with a breakdown of prices and shit. Yeah, Big you, fucking you could deal. research yeah. all of the paintings of the Louvre yeah. that haven't been stolen already yeah. and put down the black market prices yeah. for them. And it's not evidence. So, uh, excuse me. Um, so there's an art thief that they reach out to named Miles Connor. Uh, and what is it 20 i don't know when they started working with him but it's in kind of the 90s um and it moves into like the later 2000 2010 area as well so they talk to miles connor and he's interviewed and they and he says bobby donati and david houghton did the deal did the heist so they look into it bobby was killed in 1991 in a fucking gang war. So that's great, right? Okay. Um, and Miles, the reason Miles is like, yeah, I know they did this is because he says, I've worked with Bobby in previous art heists. I've worked with him in previous mob shit. Um, and uh, Houghton, 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 I don't know. Uh, he Houghton visited him in jail and told him how... They were going to use the paintings to get Miles out of jail because Miles has previously used that as a bargaining chip to reduce his sentence in the past. So Houghton and, and Bobby are like, yo, we fucking got this for you. Like, we'll hook you up, dude. Like, we'll go steal all this shit, whatever. Uh, they even tell Miles that they've cased the place. And this is like. Like I said, they're interviewing him in, like, 1997 over the course of, like, 13 years. They get all this information from him. So uh, he's like, they're like, yeah, we cased the place. And Bobby even points out, yeah, there's this really sick golden eagle on the top of a flagpole that I want. And that comes out, and the FBI are like, fuck, we know who our guys are. Yeah, like, that is so specific. Now. They want, they're going to have to look for fucking Houghton. I'm going to call him Houghton. Um, yeah, because the other guy's dead. So yeah, because Bobby got killed down. two year, or a year after. Turns out Houghton died two years after the robbery from an illness. So your two number one suspects have been killed in one in mafia-related causes and the other just because... Syphilis-related yeah, causes. Yeah, probably, yeah. A shrinking dick disease <laughs> yeah. or something. I don't know. Fucking lung cancer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking hairy tongue from all <laughs> the tongue. cigars. Uh, so 
Connor tells the investigators that he can assist in returning garden, the gardener works in exchange for the museum's posted reward, and he gets out of prison because he knows fucking details on this case. Would So he's presupposing, he, he's basically telling them, they stashed the goods, yeah. and I know where it is, yeah. and it hasn't been touched since yeah. then? Or at least he's able to put them on the right track. Yeah, or at because least he knows Homeboy, who them. Homeboy is a previous art thief. Yeah, so he's got the so contacts. So he's like, I the... know fences. I can give up my contacts. No, he get knows, me out of he fucking knows buyers. Yeah. Like... Uh, so, <laughs> so the FBI goes, okay, we'll, we'll consider it. And uh, <clears throat> they come back to him and they go, all oh, this is fucking speculation, man. These two dudes are dead. What the fuck are, like, what are we going to get out of this if we let you out? You get out and we go find these pieces of art and we can't put anybody behind bars because that's what's so important to the FBI. They go, no deal. And they're like, but give us one of your art contacts and we'll see if we can get this shit back. And he's like, fuck you, whatever. So he gives them, he gives them one of the fences. Yeah, because the idea is they can't just let him out and then go find him. You got to find them and then, yeah. then yeah. reduce the sentence. Or so whatever. they reach out to this guy named William, William P. Youngworth, a fucking mm. art fence. And this guy has some fucking story about another, like it's insane. He gets in touch with this, this like investigative reporter in like 2014. And the reporter's like, Oh yeah, he shows me these fucking paintings and all this shit. But none of the paint matches up. Like, they do forensics on the paint. None of it matches so to they're what fakes. they're actually looking for. No, he doesn't even... The guy doesn't even... The the investigative reporter doesn't even see the paintings. He's oh, like, Jesus Christ. He's like, he pulls it out. It kind of looks like it would be this specific one. I get a little paint sample. Take it to the FBI. Inconclusive. It's not the same kind of paint that would... It, it's the same kind of paint that would be used around then. So it would be a very valuable... Yeah. Like, piece of art. But none of it was used on any of these pieces. So it's, it's completely inconclusive. Now, in 2014, that same reporter writes to Vincent Ferrara, who is in the... Uh, the gang that I talked about earlier, the Merlinos, I think is what yep, it was. Yeah, that was it. Um, now, Ferrara is in prison, and he was Bobby's superior in the in the mafia. So he's asked if he has information about Gardner, about the Gardner theft, and uh, if one of Ferrara's men have any information. And this reporter gets a call back from one of Ferrara's dudes that says the robbery wasn't gang sanctioned at all uh but it was bobby's own thing um bobby visited ferrara in jail three months before the heist and said i'm gonna use it to get you out of jail ferrara and then three months later bobby comes back tells him yeah that was me i buried the artwork Oh, my God. Are you shitting me? I'll start a negotiation for your release once the investigation kind of chills out. And then he dies of lung cancer or whatever. No, no. Bobby dies in gang-related causes in the fucking gang war. The reason he wanted Ferrara out is because Ferrara would have protected him during all this gang shit. (laughs) And then he he, he robs this fucking museum, 
gets killed in in the gang war regardless. I think when he says it was buried, he's basically saying we have it climate controlled in the in Gentiles fucking thing. Because yeah. Yeah, see, that like sense. it only makes sense. Why the fuck would you bury art? Like this guy's dumb, but nobody's yeah. that fucking dumb except for Rick. Like Yeah, yeah, except for fucking Rick. Yeah, so <laughs> A uh, friend of Gorante also confirmed that Bobby was organizing everything and that they gave the pieces to Gorante during the gang war because he was away from all of it. Um, or sorry, Guarante. Um, and Guarante and Bobby had always been pals. And they were seen with the, pol- with the police costumes at a club shortly before the robbery all this came out in 2018 it was all this information came out the fbi can't do shit about it because the two guys that fucking robbed this place are dead all of the pieces of art are still fucking missing none of it has been found there's a thing do you think it actually flooded he was pissed and had to get rid of it i mean it wouldn't surprise me the fact that not even a single piece has popped up yeah, is the thing that implies to me that they're gone. Forever. They did. They did track that one of the pieces was sold in like Philadelphia. Okay. Um, in like the '90s, I think, but they never were able to fucking trace it. Like it basically was sold and was like, poof, gone. Yeah. So either it was sold to private collectors and we're never yeah. gonna see it. It it wouldn't or surprise they were me. Destroyed. It wouldn't surprise me if like some of the art was destroyed, like what you said. Yeah. You would split you the you art can't up. Sell it all at once. Like Guarante wouldn't give him all of the art. You don't fucking give somebody like two hundred million dollars worth of art, which by the way now it's worth over six hundred million dollars. Jesus, like. It yeah. is insane. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they sold off a couple of pieces just when they yeah. could. I mean, fuck, dude. You sell one piece worth like You're 10 good. million bucks. Good. And you have all this other shit that's still up for negotiation with the FBI. And it's like, yeah, we don't have one piece because we sold it to this guy in Philadelphia. And they're like, okay, well, we need to know who he sells it to. Okay, fucking talk to him. I sold it to him. He sold it to somebody else. And yeah. you still give 12 fucking pieces back. You're in the clear, dude. Yeah, so I I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually like a couple pieces sold yeah. off to bankroll because they're like, well, they're dead. Yeah. So to and fund I, somebody's and I cancer just can treatment, do this, yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> like, I'll just sell a couple of these when I can. Yeah. And they probably had to keep it cool because it oh, wasn't yeah. gang sanctioned. Mm-hmm. So they were also had to keep themselves off the gang list, the yep. gang investigation. Mm-hmm. And then, well, because of Whitey. Whitey Bulger was known for fucking violence. Like, this wasn't... Whitey Bulger wasn't one that, like, he was just really, like, smooth and calm about shit. He was a motherfucker. And when he says, I'm doing an investigation because I need tribute... Heads are rolling. Yeah. Like that? that. They're fucking problems. So there's a chance that they just fucking sold one of the paintings and gave him some tribute. And they said, yeah, like, we didn't take as many as they said we did. I don't know. Or, I mean, they very well could have (laughs) just... said we didn't take these yeah they just don't fucking say these anything two yeah. guys, these ones took them yeah it was it was bobby and Here Hoffman, you go. and they're dead now so it's gone um no no just to pay the tribute just say yeah. they stole them i got part of the collection for safekeeping i don't know where the rest of yeah. it is to keep you off of my back yeah here's two i'll paintings. sell one i'll give you the rest or here's yeah. three paintings or yeah, whatever exactly. And you know, burying it in the shed is a good way for other mobsters to not find right. it. Like, and I, I mean, it's Boston, and you're digging a shed in your backyard. 
water table's pretty high. Like they're, Unless they were up on a hill, there's yeah. a good chance it would have flooded. Yeah. So, the reason the title is the easiest way to make $10 million is not because you should rob a fucking museum. Yes, you should. I mean, you shouldn't. But if you go to the Gardner Museum website and you click on the, I think it's the link that talks about the heist itself, I think it's like thievery or something like that. It's really fucking pretentious what they have it under. They have a little statement on there. If you have any information on the paintings that total over $600 million in 2022 and it leads to a return, you are entitled to a $10 million cash reward. I would rather keep the $600 million and sell it off. Yeah, fuck yeah. But- so no, this so is the easiest way to get either ten forward, million dollars or six hundred million dollars. So yeah. forward our podcast to them and then claim the money. Yeah, because exactly. we we've outlined everything. Yeah, everything yeah. they need to catch somebody. We know who it is. Yeah, it was Bobby. They, yeah, and I'll even include my source, and they can read through Wikipedia and find everything <laughs> out about it that they need to. <laughs> Wikipedia and the Boston Globe. But yeah, so if you need ten million bucks, easy peasy. I got a got a quick way for you. Um, yeah, and then, like I said, we will have an episode out this or next week, and it'll be continuing and telling further, furthering the story of the Mountain Meadows Massacre that I talked about two weeks ago. It's like basically part three. It's another little fucked up Brigham's fucking hitmen. Hell yeah. Brigham Young's hitmen. Uh, that'll That's be coming out title. in the next couple of weeks uh, on Patreon, so keep an eye out for it. If you're not a subscriber... Fucking subscribe. Yeah. We give you an extra episode, and if we get enough of you on there, maybe we'll start doing two extra episodes. Yeah. Maybe I'll be able to afford to quit my job, and I'll do, we'll do even more episodes, because AJ would love to do an episode a fucking day, and I would rather kill myself. Every day. But if I have eight hours a day to do that, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, but so, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I don't know. I'll figure it out. But I, you know, we, we yeah. wouldn't be bad. Do a so, couple extra episodes, free if, episodes, paid yeah. episodes, everything. If probably you, paid. If you can support us, kick ass. If not, it's okay. We appreciate right. you guys still listening. You're still my friend. Yeah. You got the uh, uh, the names. All right. So, of course, we've got the board who make all the decisions around here. Yep. So, if you didn't like the episode, uh, take it up with them. Yeah. It's Mini D, Nordic Thunder, and Toddle Waddle. Thank yep. you guys so much. The boys. The boys, the chair, the people, the the people of the chair of the chair. Yeah, the chair it doesn't really work, but it works. Um, and then, of course, we've got the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was just going to start reading off like the the ranks, <laughs> not the names. I was like, wait, they're all the Over same. Commander, what the fuck Over is Commander, this? Over Commander, what the fuck? No, Abby, AJ's third nut, Haley, Thomas, Dark Runner, D's nuts, and Lara Rovo. Thank, Thank you, you guys so much uh, for letting us keep doing this. We're what, like uh. three years, four years, something? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we just put three years of this show in back in like a month ago or something. Yeah, September 9th or something. No, uh, August. No. no, it was September. We, You're we right. recorded, but our first episode came out September yeah, yeah. 9th or something. Yeah, uh, um, technically, I've been doing this episode longer than I've been married to my wife. Let's yeah, keep it up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys. I know we've only been doing Patreon for like a year or two, I think two years now. Um, your support is greatly appreciated. It really is. Yeah, so thank you. We would have quit a long time yeah, ago. You'll be, you'll be funding me going into one of the fucking... I'll be looking... 
He he's got a into list one of, of the fucking of stories. Art thieves now. He's got a list yeah. of names. I mean, now so. I've got a list of names, but I there's also a chance that I can go to this fucking museum and see so good. one of our stories, like right there. Boom, I'm there. So I'm, thank you guys. I'm for gonna that. give you my GoPro yeah. when you go on your trip, okay. and. I'll give you like the little clip attachment. I'll give you the forehead she attachment. She just buy me a fucking like little pen. Little pen little camera. Little pen camera, yeah. That uh, would be actually really like one of those badass. one of those creepy button cameras. Uh, no, never. Uh. I won't. <laughs> that way, that way, you see me in the bathroom because I completely forget that I have it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we really appreciate your guys' support. Um, and as always, find us on Instagram and Twitter if you ever need someone to talk to about. Your life problems. Reach out to us. Um, I don't know how much longer I can say this because we might be getting a social media manager here in a little bit. Uh, so, oh yeah, yeah, we are potentially Hopefully. reach out there, so, but I can't guarantee, and I don't want to put too much pressure well, on them. If 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 you reach out, they'll reach the out message to us, yeah. will get back to us. But you may be talking to our representative, yeah. and we'll let you guys know when they're handling. Things. Yeah, but but, but really, regardless, like, they'll be, they'll contact they'll us. Yeah, they'll contact yeah. us, and it'll still get you'll, to you'll us. still get our responses. It just, we just will be posting now. Now you'll maybe. actually see posts and content on social that media. That doesn't make you want to go yeah. bald or something. So so find us find us there, and uh, if you ever have show uh, show ideas, TV, movie, music, book, any form of media, whatever, if you want to share it on there, share it. Send it to us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure, and we will catch you guys next week.